Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football leagues with Nick Giacobbe and Nick Cap. From breakouts to busts, superstars to sleepers, these are the guys that will help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 47 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. We give you our predictions, our picks, with the hopes that we help you prevail for a week nine and the rest of the 2022 fantasy football season. I'm your host, Nick Giacobbe. My voice is cracking already. That's great. Tanfa just <laughs> took some water. I'm your host, Nick Giacobbe. Joining me is Nick Cat. Nick, how are we feeling today? I feel good. I like the, I like the segment we're doing today. I feel, I feel good about it. We do have a fun segment that we don't normally do on Tuesdays. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. Did, did you win or lose that close matchup last night? I totally forget, honestly. Uh, which one? My matchup with in our league? Yeah. Uh, I lost. You I lost did. You lost by four. Okay. I was Robert Tunyon on the last drive of the game. Yeah, I, I knew I knew you had a close one going, but catches. we'll see what happens tonight in this Bengals game. We're recording on Monday night Monday night football. I have a couple matchups in the in the air. I I think I, I might go three and five. We'll see. Um I mean three and two. Um we'll see what happens. So um should be a fun Monday night football game that you guys have already seen. So there's no point in me even saying that. But should be a fun show. It's a normal Tuesday show. We have some bits of news. We have our, our, our the waiver wire for week nine, and then we have our stash or trash segment telling you which guys that uh, you should send to the trash or you should keep on your bench for a couple weeks. And then we're actually going to end the show with a, a one-and-done segment because the NFL trade deadline is tomorrow. Well, today, if you're listening on Tuesday. It's at 4 p.m., so the teams have until 4 o'clock to tr- uh, you know trade for players. So if you're listening to the show in the morning, um, no news is probably broke yet, so – you know, these are going to be our predictions uh, as to where some of these players go if they do go, and also if we want them to get traded and where we want them want them to get traded to for fantasy purposes. With that said, if this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much. We do the show on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Today is our Tuesday show, which, like I said, just consists of the waiver wire, stash or trash, and some news. It's one of our shorter episodes, so a nice, easy listen for you guys. The show is available on all audio streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Basically, anywhere where you could find a podcast, you could find us, the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. You could also watch and listen to the show on YouTube. Please go to our YouTube channel, uh, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. And you know what? Hit that subscribe button. We're at 98 subscribers on the podcast. I know it's a small number compared to a lot of people, but it means a lot to us. So hopefully we get over that that 100 mark before our, our show on Sunday. Um our live show. So the, the YouTube channel is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. If you're watching this video, please drop a like on it. We'd appreciate that. We're getting, you know, a couple of likes on each video, and we do appreciate that. It does, it does, you know, help us out. It helps our algorithm out. So uh, drop a like on any video that you do watch. Hit the notification bell thing for, not- you know, for notifications so you know every time we drop a new episode. Keep following us on social media and interacting with us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Primetime FF Pod. We were suspended for a little bit yesterday due to Instagram's stupid, ridiculous down thing on Twitter. And whatever Instagram was down yesterday and me and Nick almost had a heart attack thinking that we got suspended for some stupid reason. <laughs> it would have been upsetting. Anyway, uh, primetime FF pod, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, then Facebook and YouTube primetime fantasy podcast. Latest news and injury updates. No news, but we do have injury updates. So first off Cooper cup with the ankle injury. It's a, I believe I saw a structural damage and McVeigh does expect him to play in week nine versus Tampa Bay. It's a very minor update because there's no practice reports out yet. He does have a full week to practice. If this was a Thursday night game, I think he'd be in trouble. But uh, he's playing on Sunday. Well, could play on Sunday, I should say. And we'll know a little bit later on in the week, but did want to provide that small update for you guys. Yep. Another update, we have Rashad Bateman with a foot injury. He's going to be out a few weeks. Um, he's had a bad season. Like, 
he had some boom and bust games, but he's been hurt the entire season. So this is a this is a sleeper. He's had for a lot two of people. boom games, and that's it. The first yeah. two weeks of the year, and he had four four catches in each of them, or four yeah. targets in each of them. Like it wasn't, you know, he's on a lot more rosters than he should have been anyway. Yep, we'll talk about that. Um, and that, that's really it. I mean, I, I know some other guys are, are dinged up. Jonathan Taylor's dinged up with uh, an ankle injury, and Mark Andrews is dinged up with I think a shoulder. I want to say there's really not much to report on those. You know, we got to wait till Wednesday, Thursday to see if they practice or not. So those are the only injury updates that we uh, have for you guys this weekend. I guess that's a good thing because if there's a, a more serious injury update, we'll be talking about it for a couple minutes, and you know, we don't want that. Going into our waiver wire segment, waiver wire week nine. Nick does not like the waiver wire. I think it's pretty good because I think there are some guys on there that could really help your rosters, especially with a lot of bye weeks coming up. So um, I'll talk about some guys that I uh, picked up for the waiver wire this week. First off with the quarterbacks, Andy Dalton's only owned in 21.5% of leagues. Um, there's going to be a lot of bye weeks coming up. I know weeks, I believe it's uh, eight to 12 have the most buys. I can't believe we're already in week nine. That's scary. Football's mm-hmm. almost over already. That, that sucks. Uh, Andy Law is only owned in 21.5% of leagues. He's at over 17 fantasy points in the last two weeks. And on top of that, he has Baltimore and Pittsburgh up next. Um, two really good matchups for Andy Dalton if you, if you do need a quarterback um, and somebody's on by. Taylor Heineke, another one. He's only owned in 9.4% of leagues. He's at 14 plus fantasy points in the last two weeks since he took over uh, starting role in, in Washington. He has Minnesota this week. Good matchup. Then he has Philly. Nightmare matchup. Don't play him against Philly. But after that, he has Houston and Atlanta. So three out of four of these next four weeks, he has really, you know, a really good matchup. So if, if you need a quarterback and somebody's on bye or a quarterback ends up getting hurt, um, keep Heineke on your radar. For the running backs, Dante Foreman's only owned in 67% of leagues. He's probably owned in your leagues if you're in a competitive league. But for what, if for whatever reason he's not, the number has to be higher. Um, and it should be higher after tomorrow. So we won't put him on our, our graphic tomorrow. We won't. We're not going to talk about it much, but if he's on your waiver wire, he's the absolute number one priority. Um, no ifs, ends, or buts about that. Some other running backs, Tyler Algiers owned in 55% of leagues, a little over 50%, but again, go get him if he's on your waiver wire. Naheem Hines is owned in 47% of leagues, Khalil Herbert 47%, and Kenyon Drake 18.3%. Um, Nick, I should have asked you this before the quarterback, so I'm going to ask you now. Uh, which quarterback would you rather own, or you know, whether it's for this week or whether it's for, you know, the next few weeks and uh you know which one would you rather pick up off the waiver wire so i'm looking at who is um i also looked on my app because you read these two quarterbacks and i said like do i really want to trust andy dalton and do i really want to trust taylor heineke and i do think they are streamable quarterbacks um but and i hate to say it deshaun watson's going to be back in a few weeks if you really need a quarterback down the stretch i'd much rather roster him than either of these two guys uh, for a week-to-week basis, though, I do think Jared Goff has a very favorable schedule. He's only owned in 42% of leagues. He has the 28th easiest schedule rest of the season for quarterbacks, so um, he could be worth uh, an ad, um, in my opinion. I just want to play golf this week, though. He has Green Bay. I, I know Josh Allen just ripped them apart, but that's Josh Allen. Um, yeah, no. Green Bay's pretty good against quarterbacks, and golf doesn't play well against good teams. So I just feel like that's not a great match. His, uh, his, his, um, the last two weeks of playoffs championship week and semifinals he's at carolina then chicago so those could be two good matchups so who but, but if you need a quarterback this week or next week like who would you rather pick up if i need a quarterback for this week i'll go with heineke but okay not 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 because i want to just because all right you know <laughs> understandable uh i was gonna put gino on this but he's owned in 82 percent of leagues at this point oh my it's phenomenal. god i wonder where russell wilson's number is at he's probably still high 90s i think Can you check russell wilson i'm just curious uh, I actually just checked. He's at 60%. No way. Gino's yeah. owned in more fantasy leagues than Russell Wilson. Wow. Imagine he's I had that started, in one of those He's only started in 18%. Gino started in 50%. That's hilarious. 
You wrote back, man. I love it. Uh, some wide receivers, Rondell Moore, 46.3% of leagues. He's got to be up there. Uh, Joshua Palmer, still only 25%. Devin Duvernay, 29%. Traylon Burks, uh, I threw him in there, 24.7%. He should get activated. Um, I believe he's on the IR, but he should, he should play a couple games this year. He could be a nice late, late, later round guy. Um, who, who would you want to add off these wide receivers? Who, I didn't do the running backs to you. I'm sorry, Nick. What running back <laughs> would you like uh, besides Dante Foreman? Um, and, and then, you know, what, what receiver would you prioritize? prioritize um if i'm targeting the running back here i'm going to take algier out as well just because he's only 50 percent. but um i mean he would be one of the guys i do want there's two guys on this list that i really would lean on in favor um i would lean on khalil herbert and naeem hines i think they are the best backs in their um respective back well not naeem hines but i think khalil herbert's better than monty and and taylor's been struggling all year he's been outscored by hines three times this year um, and now he's dealing with an ankle injury. He has not been great for fantasy or for actual football so far. So I do think Naeem Hines is the guy um, I would want to roster uh, out of these running backs. I agree with you on that. And for the quarterbacks, I, w- I would take Andy Dalton. I'm, I'm believing in Dalton. Even though I think Jameis is the more fun quarterback over there in New Orleans. And and the only reason that the Saints won that game against the Raiders, did you see Jameis's pregame uh, um, freestyle? I did. Oh, it was great. That's what I want. They're one and zero with a Jameis freestyle. I got to keep that up. Ja- ja- Dalton could be the starter, like no problem. Jameis still deserves to be the captain. I don't want to ja- hear anything. Ja- Jameis is the heart of that team. I'm convinced. Hundred percent. Like, 100%. I guess he's more like a cheerleader. I don't want to say he, that. He is worth like, like. I hope Jameis Winston plays another ten years, whether it be as a journeyman or as a perennial backup, just because he deserves it. Like, he, I feel he, I, he's I, good I, for I the feel, I feel, Right. I feel like he could be a. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Like, listen, look, he left the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers were sad that Jameis left, even though they knew Brady was coming in. It was like, Brady's coming in. We're going to win. But man, we had fun with Jameis Winston and, He's a and fun that, guy. that 2020 vision. He's you know? a fun guy. All right. Uh, how, about, how about the receivers? Which one are you targeting this week? We said it last week. It's Joshua Palmer. He should be owned in a lot more leagues than this. I would expect him to exceed 50% um, after this week, if not after this week in two weeks. Um, do you, do he, you think people? Do you think people add him this week? Or do you think he's flying under the radar? I think he's flying under the radar. I don't know what it, I think his projection is going to be in comfortable double digits. I think it's going to be an eleven to twelve point projection. So he's going to be at the top of the waiver wire. Like yeah, you're going to see his point. name there. So if that's the case, I mean he's going to be rostered. Yeah, long. no, that's a good point. Um, I think I'm going to give Rondo Moore. I give Rondo Moore a slighter edge. Um. Because we didn't speak a lot about Palmer last week, but Rondo Moore, I think, has double-digit fantasy points in at least two of the last three weeks. This week, he had nine nine receptions for like almost 100 yards. I think he had a touchdown as well. So, I think they found his role in the offense. And until Hollywood Bren returns, um, I think that's uh, that's Rondo Moore's role. Tight ends, um, two tight ends that I think we both like. One that you like a lot more than I do. I, I think um, Evan Ingram, and vice versa. 32.2% of leagues and Greg Dulcich at 34%. So you could speak about Dulcich. I'll speak about Evan Ingram. Cause I mean, and I, I like both plays, but I, I think we're just a little bit higher. On I, I agree. Um, I like Dulcich. He's putting up the Zach Ertz stat line, which is just get you the double digits and that's it, right? Like he's been 11, 12 points in his three games this year. He's still a rookie. They're going into the bye this week. So, you know, he's going to go under the radar again. He'll probably be dropped in some leagues because, you know, people that are streaming tight end, they don't want to wait through the bye week. So I think Dulcich is going to have a good rest of the season. I think he's going to continue to average 10 to 12 fantasy points rest of the season. And once again, that's good enough for your tight end position. You just want some guy that's going to carry you to that 10, 12 mark if you're not one of those top dogs. So 
for a guy that went undrafted, he's the guy that I want to own. Like he hasn't shown me a floor under 11 points in his entire career. I know it's three games, but in his entire career. So I, I think he's worth the ad. I think he's worth the stash. Um, and he's going to be a good week to week play regardless of matchup. I just realized I keep, oops, I'm sorry about that. Um, I just realized I keep on booming like Zach Ertz and Evan Ingram. And I think I might go Evan Ingram again this week. It'd be my second in the past month. But uh, in this past four weeks, Evan Ingram is at over nine fantasy points all four times. Um, he had nine a few weeks ago. So then he's at 12, 10, and 15 this week with the touchdown. Um, I mean, he, he's at, he's averaging six targets or more per game. So that, that's great. Uh, the receptions are four plus a game, and he's had over 40 yards um, in four straight games as well. Um, he did have the touchdown against a really tough Denver defense. And this week, facing the Las Vegas Raiders defense, who are the third worst team against tight ends. So this is one to go get and to go play this week. Um, Dulcich, I think it's going to be a really nice play for the rest of the season. But if you desperately need a tight end this week, um, Engram's the guy. And if he's not owned in your league, and you need, I, I, if you don't have Kelsey or Mark Andrews, you should probably carry two tight ends, and Evan Ingram should be one of those guys that, that you carry, in my opinion, at least. In our league, I'm so annoyed because I, I agree with you entirely. Andrews or Kelsey, like you got to own other tight ends. The three I have are Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, and Kyle Pitts. Like, I want to go trade two of them so badly. Yeah, you kind of have to. You could have um, so- trade talk live. Yeah. Well, okay. So we, we ran through most of these waiver guys. What would be your top five? We're taking out Dante Foreman and we're taking out Tyler Algier um, because this is going to go on a graphic tomorrow or today. Uh, so with that said, those guys are your number one priorities. Now who's two to seven for you? Um, I'll go Palmer one. I do think Mike Williams is going to be guaranteed out for another three weeks. Um, if not longer, which Keenan, is going to make Keenan Allen would not have practiced today, by the way, if he, they had yeah, practiced. Yeah, so Keenan Allen that, so as well. I, I would, I'm going to agree with you on Palmer one. So I think Palmer's the clear one. Number two, I would go with uh, – it's either Herbert or Hines. I think I'll lean Hines because outscoring the RB1 from last year in fantasy three times in a season is a very big indictment, and he's dealing with injuries right now. Um, David Montgomery is not dealing with injuries has still looked pretty good as a running back and Khalil Herbert will not exceed him. I don't assume on that depth chart. So I am going to put Herbert at three. I'd go Rondell Moore at four, just because I do think when Brown comes back, Moore is going to be relegated and, you know, AJ Green is st- might still take a large chunk of his snaps away. That does worry me a little bit, but I do think for the next few weeks, he is a good play. Um, and number five, I mean, we kind of do it as a bailout every week, but it's whatever quarterback or tight end that you need. Yep. Um, I, so I, I think I'll agree with Nick on Engram for this week, just because Dulcich is on the bye. All right. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Joshua Palmer at one. Uh, then I'm actually gonna go to Rondell Moore at two. I do like my receivers. Um, I like my receivers or running backs, and I don't see any league winning running backs here. I will go Cleel Herbert at, at three because I think they're working him more into the offense, and he is the better back. Uh, and number four, I'm actually gonna go Devin Duvernay. Um. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to go Evan Ingram at four. I just spoke with Ingram. I'm on Ingram at four. And then I'm going to go Devin Duvernay, and here's why. Um, Rashad Bateman is out, and now now Duvernay has had over uh, double-digit fantasy points in five out of eight weeks. Currently the wide receiver 30 um, on, on the season and only rostered in 29% of leagues. So he's going to be the wide receiver one over there, assuming they don't trade for anybody. So if they trade for somebody today on the trade deadline date, then this take is tossed to the trash. But as long as he's the wide receiver one over there, I think he's a, I think he's a good play. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to get you double, you know, 15 plus every week, but if you need a flex guy, I think he's a very viable flex option on a week to week basis. So 
uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with those five. Alrighty, segment three, stash or trash. We're going to go through players that have not been performing, that are owned in, owned in over 15, 50% of ESPN leagues, and we're going to tell you if that number should go down or not. Nick, I already know your answer on this one. Uh, Robert Woods is still owned in 60% of ESPN leagues. I said after week one I'd cut him. I'm not, my, nothing has changed my mind this season. I, I'm I'm an owner of him in our league, and yeah, like it's been eight weeks now, and he, he's, he's not a starter. Chase Edmonds at 54%. I've been beating this drum for weeks. He only played uh, 16% of snaps last night or yesterday. I'm going to give a, a spoiler for uh, the next segment. I would drop him because I think Miami's going to go get a running back. Um, okay. All right. Daryl Henderson at 72%. I'm still going to stash him up until I see them trade for a running back because if, if they, they make it past that deadline, he's the RB1 on one of the best teams in football. Still, yeah. I, know that I, I, I would still stash him, but if Dante Foreman's on your waiver wire, I'm dropping oh, him in a Oh, Dante Foreman over pretty much everyone on this list except for two of them. Okay. Uh, Rashad Bateman at 80%. Send him to the trash, man. That, that, I, that, I agree with it. this. I would rather own Joshua Palmer. I agree I'd rather own everybody more. we talked about. He's not going to play and for four weeks. Dev, and what does Devin he show Duvernay, you? his teammate I'd rather own. Yeah, so send him to I, the trash. Hunter Renfro at 64%. Got outscored by Matt Collins yesterday and just hasn't played well this year. Matt Collins has been out snapping him since like week two or week three of the season, yeah. which is shocking because he gets so much praise from like Renfro had a hundred receptions last year. Like, like, I don't know that, that offense, that offense didn't look right this week. They haven't looked right all year. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily willing to cut him if I'm not getting Joshua Palmer or Rondell Moore um, or Deontay Foreman, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but I, I mean, if you're getting one of those guys, they're going to outscore him rest of the season. So you might as well take yep. them. Damian Harris at 78%. Uh, we don't have him in this next segment, but there's a lot of chance that he does get traded as well. I would stash him if Stevenson goes down. Um, New England uses their running backs at just as much of a usage as the Chicago Bears at this point. So he's still worth the stash in my eye. Yeah, I think so too, but I don't love it. Now we're not, we're, I'm just going to say, we're not dropping this guy. Cortland Sutton at 90%. There is nothing that could happen besides seizing ending injury, which will make me drop him. All right. James Robinson, 82%. Now, it was week one in a new offense. We don't know what that's going to look like. Give another week. If it's if it's a 25 30% snap share, then, then it's a discussion up until then. If it's not Dante Foreman, I'm not taking any of the other backs. Tyler Higby at 91%. Basically, would you drop him for one of those other two tight ends? I would, Dulcich, yes. Engram, that's tough. Engram's he, he, close. Engram's a tight end 10. He's a tight end 10 on the year. Yeah, take take, take away take away the team. I would. Take take away the teal colors, and I think you think yeah. yeah uh, and, and lastly, Eno Benjamin at seventy five percent. Keep stashing him. These running backs are still dinged up, and he outtouched Dar- uh, Damian Williams or Daryl Williams, whichever Williams it is. I forget which one. Um, when he did play, so as long as Connor's out, it looks like he is going to have the RB one role over there. I agree, but they look really bad. That entire running scheme looks really bad. It didn't look good with Connor. Eno's looked okay, but like none of those running backs have looked good the entire season. And that's yeah. what leads me to believe is the lot as an offensive line and scheme issue because there there's talent over there and just they, they don't look good. All right. Yep. Last segment, uh trade deadline preview and predictions. Um we're gonna give you, I think we have here, what is it? One, two, three, six uh running backs and f- five wide receivers that have been rumored to get traded over the past few weeks. And we're gonna tell you A, if we think they get traded, B, where we'd like them to get traded, or if we'd rather them stay put. Start off with Kareem Hunt. So I have my prediction and where I think he's actually going to go. Sure. 
So um, what I would want, like, I would love if Kareem Hunt, well, not for me personally, because he's a division rival, but I would, I think he would fit perfectly with the Miami Dolphins. Really? I know you might have been expecting me to say Buffalo, but that team passes a lot. Two would need someone to check down because Mike Jasicki has not been reliable this year. They have two massive deep threats. If they get a running back that's an efficient runner and someone that could check it down out of the backfield, and they've already shown they're willing to spend the draft capital to win now, I think Kareem Hunt's a perfect fit over there. And I, I think that offense would be scary. One of the top, they're already a top uh, receiving duo. Now you add a pass catching back that's been dominant for his entire career. Like I would, I think Kareem Hunt's a perfect fit there. But I actually, and this is a true prediction, I think he's getting traded to the other um, team down in Florida. I think he's going to go over to Tampa Bay. Hmm. Uh, Tampa has been willing to spend. They're always going to be in win now. Kareem Hunt's a very solid blocker as well, and they have the worst rushing team in the NFL this year. So I do think they are going to target a running back, and Kareem Hunt's been someone um, that I think, I don't think they're going to trade for just any running back because you need a running back to beat out Leonard Fournette back there. I think Kareem Hunt is probably the best one on the block that's not in their division. So I think he, I think that would be a great fit, a great move for them. And I could see them actually spending up to get him. I, I think Buffalo would be a really great place. Uh, they, they haven't really gone all in on a running back, and this is somebody that they could totally trust to go all in on. Singletary looked good last night on the like the first quarter or two, and then they stopped using him for some reason. I don't think they stopped using Kareem Hunt. Uh, he's a bulldozer. Um, he could catch the ball. That offense is already electric. I think whatever running back they get is just going to have a really good season over there. What about Cam Akers? First off, I think he 100 um, – m- my also prediction for Kareem Hunt is um, I'm not 100% sure he gets traded. I'm at like 60%. I don't think there's a lot of trades that happen on Tuesday, so I'm yeah. I'm not sold on it. Uh, Cam Akers, he has to get traded. Um, if he's not, I feel like he gets cut, but I just can't see them like holding him. So it's I had a debate with uh, my brother about this. Um, I don't think he's getting traded purely because I don't think anyone's going to be willing to spend even a seventh round pick on him. Really, he's been the he's been the worst rusher in the NFL since he returned from the injuries, averaging less than two yards per carry. That is by far the worst in the league. If you put Nick or I in there, we would average two yards per carry beyond an average offensive line because that's how far you can walk before you typically get touched. Cam Akers has been awful. He hasn't been good. He hasn't looked the same. I like. I cannot see anyone willing to spend the capital that doesn't have a running back. So I predict he stays. I don't think he's going to fit anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if he were out of the league within two years. Interesting. I, I could see somebody definitely trading a fifth or sixth round pick if the Rams want it. Um, J- just for um, rationale, James Robinson went for a sixth. So if James Robinson's going for a, con- a conditional sixth, which means he needs like who's going to be willing to pay a sixth round pick for cam Akers? Like yeah. he has not looked nearly as good as James Robinson the past two years. Yeah, no, you're right. He may end up getting cut, but yeah. um, if a team needs a running back, I, I think that's a very by low candidate. Uh, Alvin Kamara. He's not getting dealt. I'm just he's not getting to dealt, but the perfect fit is Philadelphia. We all but they know have it. Miles Sanders. I know they have, Miles Sanders. they have Miles Sanders. They don't need a running back. Um, Jeff Wilson. I'm not sure he gets dealt either. So they're openly taking calls for him. I did not know this. The, but my, to... Miami might want him then. Mike McDaniel, Miami, Mike McDaniel's just going to assemble the 49ers uh, offense from last year. That's that's yeah, my it's prediction. It's just like Salah assembled the uh, the defense from San Fran, right? Like it's the same exact thing. The coaching tree takes the players. I like that prediction. Um, I do think he's getting dealt. I want to see him go to Buffalo because I think that's the perfect fit for him. I think he's a great fit for them. Like both ways would be perfect and you probably wouldn't have to spend too much draft capital. Um, but I can't see the 49ers dealing him to 
um, who they might see in the Super Bowl. I think that they do see someone in this AFC or in this NFC that is an imposter, and that is the Eagles. I think the Eagles would make a move for Wilson. I think it'll cost a fifth or a sixth round pick, and they're just stacking that running back room. Antonio Gibson. I don't think he gets dealt, which sucks because I think he's the most talented back on the on the Commanders, and they don't use him like one, and that that sucks. Like he's in purgatory because he's getting used in a minimal way. He's still producing, but not to his fullest extent because of the team. And I don't, I think they're too stingy to deal. I would love for him to get dealt. I think he'd fit in Buffalo, Philly. They wouldn't trade him to Philly, um, Miami, like any of these teams that we're listing at this point. Um, and I, I, I think Los Angeles maybe is his best bet. Honestly, I could see him being a Ram by the end of the day. I've been on the Rams train for a while. I think it could happen, but after last week, they used him more than they did um, in the first week with Brian Robinson. So maybe they are just going to give him the backfield and go. Um, I just I'm don't think they do. They're, they're annoying. I, I, I know. I, I think he's going to stay, but I think the Rams is the best fit for him. And lastly, Melvin Gordon for the Broncos. I think he has a bad contract, so I can't see him getting traded. I can see him getting cut by the end of the year, but traded, I don't, I don't think so. I think Baltimore is going to make a move for him. They've had so many injuries at running back, um, and it's, once again, another player that's probably not going to cost a lot to get he's already been disgruntled on that team i know it's looked a little bit better this past week but if if you're the if you're the broncos you're probably considering a fire sale at this point um they already talked about trading so many other players and baltimore needs a running back with uh all the injuries that they're taking in the backfield i know we didn't talk about gus edwards but i'm pretty sure he got injured this past week too he did um he's gonna be questionable probably for sunday just gonna see how the practice report goes and we already know dobbins has been down for a while so broncos gonna do a fire sale because they they need to get back their first and second round picks that are going to the seahawks baby nice top five pick yep let's ride let's (laughs) ride and and the seahawks don't even need to take a quarterback in the top five because we got gino baby elite Elite, elite, elite. I, I already did say if Gino takes him to the Seahawks, I'm buying a jersey. So uh, that, that's a thing I've said on air. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, for wide receivers, uh, Brandon Cooks, I think he has to go. I think he desperately needs a change of scenery. Um, I, I, I don't know how, how many years left on his contract, but I just feel like Rodgers is a good fit. I, I just feel like Rodgers needs a receiver. There's a veteran receiver. It's not a young wide receiver. Um, just to name some guys on this list that we do have Elijah Moore, Claypool, Judy. I don't see them being Rogers guys. I could see cooks being a guy that Rogers would, would welcome as a veteran, at least. It's funny. Cause my prediction has every single point you nailed on or what I think should happen, which is the Packers trade him. But I don't think the Packers are going to be willing to spend that contract. The team that is going to be willing to spend the contract. And that I do think would trade for him would be Baltimore as well. I think they do need the receiver. You have a veteran burner. That's exactly where Brandon Cooks is. It fits John Harbaugh's scheme perfectly. You think um, so? I think that's Duvernay's role, though. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, uh, is it, uh, I'm sorry? I think that's Duvernay's role kind of as a burner. Well, that was the same thing with Bateman. So, like, I could see them so, making the move for the veteran. I, I don't want to cut you off too much, but I'm going to flip up here. Uh, DJ Moore, I think, is a better scheme fit for Carolina. He's a possession receiver, and, and he can do anything. He can go deep as well. But I think he's a guy that could rack up a lot of receptions that can use a change of scenery. Now, he's had back-to-back good weeks. So if if you know, if know Carolina does not want to blow everything, everything up, I think they keep DJ Moore, and I think they're leaning towards it. However, if they do want to blow everything, everything up, I think Baltimore is the best fit for DJ Moore. I don't know if he's going to get traded there, but that's that's who I would have Baltimore going against, actually. I have it on my list that Baltimore is where I think his perfect fit is, but I think the Titans, if any team, are going to make the move for it. Okay. 
I think, I think I think Tennessee would be a good fit. They just got the first round pick for AJ Brown. I think they spent it on Traylon Burks this they year. They did, yeah. Burks hasn't worked out. There's no reason they wouldn't spend another first round pick to go get more over here and make up for the lack of receiving help. Now, do you think he gets dealt or no? No, because I think they're going to be asking too much for him. Yeah, I don't think he gets dealt either. Um, okay, uh, Jerry Judy. I, I don't think he gets dealt. And I, I'm going to say this. I, I know the Broncos have to make up some draft capital, but I, I just don't see them blowing things up and they just paid a quarterback $250 million. I just can't see them trading away assets. I, I, I can't. You, you know, I, f- I feel like at any point, like I feel like they, they I feel like they almost have to go all in and trade and trade more draft picks at this point because – it's either you're going to win with Russell Wilson or you're not. Like, I don't know. And Judy's looked better than Sutton the past few weeks. He's not getting dealt. I think he stays as well, but his best fit would be the New York Giants. Okay. Why do you say that? You think that's a better fit than Denver? Or you think if he gets dealt, it's the best fit? If, if he gets dealt, the Giants are the best fit for him. Okay. Chase Claypool. I think the Giants can go get Claypool. Pretty sure there are rumors of that for the past few months about it. Uh, they have Pickens over there. Like The Steelers are a team that they have two options to me. You either find a way to get an, uh, an elite or, or really good quarterback now because the roster is really good, or you blow it all up. I, I think those are your only two options at this point. And I think they're a little, I, I said it before, I don't like using the same word, but I think they're in a little bit of purgatory. I have my prediction for this, and I've become very growing and growing and growing and more confident that it's going to happen. Um, one person in the NFL said they're willing to spend to go win. They believe in their team. And Jerry Jones is one guy that gets what he wants. He's going to see a six foot five speed demon slot receiver and say, I need that guy on my Dallas Cowboys. And his personality fits. Everything's bigger in Dallas. Chase Claypool's a big dude, and that would fit there. I could see Jerry Jones spending to win. It's what he already said he's going to do. So go make the move for your new your wide receiver two slash one B for the future. All right. And lastly, Nick's jet Elijah Moore. Um, Robert Sala did say this morning that he doesn't plan to deal him. And now that's, that could all be bullshit. That means nothing. But with that said, do you think he gets dealt? And do you, like, where do you see him going? I want him to get traded. My prediction for where he goes is where I think, um, is the best fit, which is the LA Rams. I hate to say it. I'm sure you're not going to like seeing him uh, in a Rams uniform, just like I won't. Um, but they need a burner. They need someone young. Like the receiving core is very is all veterans and older guys. Like they need a, a straight up burner, and that's Elijah Moore. That that would be a great role for him there. I think he would excel with uh with um uh, Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. I could see him being the you know re- he's not going to replace Cooper Cup, but they use Cooper Cup on those like in motion plays like Elijah Moore is perfect for that. I think he could has league winning potential if he were to go over there, but I don't know. Do you think he gets traded or no? I think he is going to get dealt. He's been so bad for the locker room. And now in interviews, he's, he's not bashing his quarterback, but he's not, you know, he's not supporting him. He's not supporting. That's for sure. He's not um, backing his guys. Yeah. It's not I, the I, culture I, that they're trying yeah. to build. I would get him out of there. I think he does get dealt. I'm, I'm trying to think of a team as to where, he really fit in. I don't, I don't love the Rams take because they, they have some, they have Van Jefferson over there. They have a burner. They want to sign Odell back. Um, you know, and that's like, it's out of the realm, but I don't, I don't love it per se. He definitely wouldn't go to the Packers. Um, because Rogers does not want another young buck over there, but as to where he could go, I mean, 
if the brownies want to make a move and give Watson another weapon, I mean, dude, send... I'd be so fucking pissed if he goes to the Browns. Imagine if he goes to the It'll Browns. Give me and, more reason to hate him, but imagine, like, now hear me out. He goes to the Browns, the Browns and, and he and he and he becomes the league winner. He wins I mean, fantasy football leagues with the Sean Watson. Give me, the, give me give me Cleveland's draft picks. Go take. Gonna send you, they're going to send they're they're going to send you a seventh round pick and make the playoffs. He's worth more than a seventh round pick. What do you think he's realistically realistically worth? A fourth? Probably. I don't think he's right. worth more than that. I don't I think, think I think he's more talented than a fourth, but I agree, but leverage. he hasn't shown it. Like there's there's, mm-hmm. there's no leverage there at that point. Last year before the injury, he showed that he's a very very. What did very what did Tony go for? What? What did Tony go for? Do you remember? Uh, sixth or seventh? Like, I, I, I more like Kadarius Tony. I know I know he was more productive last year, but I, I don't I don't see if you're team trading why you would think he's more talented per se. I mean, he's played six games this year and. Like, I do think he's more, and I thought Tony was more talented than it. I I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird one. I think it's going to be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Douglas said, "Who's going to give me the best offer?" And that's what I'm taking. Yeah, but, that's fair. Like, I I mean, yeah. I, I genuinely don't know. If I were GM, I would be willing to spend to get him because I know the talent. But yeah, that's totally fair. All right. Well, that's our show for today, guys. Um, this is a fun one. A lot of good information. And, uh, and yeah, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you're listening on an audio streaming platform like iTunes or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating and a review. We'd appreciate that. If you're watching or listening on YouTube, hit that, that, uh, that like button on this video. Hit that subscribe button on the channel. We're two away from 100. We'd appreciate that. Uh, keep connecting with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Primetime, FF Pod, Facebook, and YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. We'll have our waiver wire graphic going out today. If you didn't listen to the show, you'll see it. If you listen to the show, then you got all our nice background, but you, you can still see the nice graphics that make us. So uh, thank you guys for listening uh, to this show. Talk to you guys on Thursday for the Thursday Night Football Preview and News. Best of luck on your waiver wire for week nine.